together. Let me put the scripture up. Thank you so much. Matthew 10. Somebody bought me a, a new Bible. I decided I'm going to use it from now on. Somebody bought me a new Bible. I like my new Bible. Okay, Matthew 10, verse 40. Jesus is talking to his disciples. Can you see it's red letters in my Bible? Red letters. That means this is Jesus speaking. And he says the following. He who receives you, receives me. And he who receives me, receives him who sent me. And he who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, surely I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. So we're going to read it together again for those kids that are not listening. Okay? Jesus is speaking. He says, the person who receives you receives Jesus. Okay? And he who receives Jesus receives the Father who sent Jesus. And he who receives a prophet, what is a prophet? It's somebody who's got a message from the Lord. Okay? In the name of a prophet shall receive that prophet's reward. Okay, all the prophets, please stand up. Okay, so we, we don't all f- feel like we qualify as a prophetic voice. That's, that's good. That's, that's honest. And he who receives a righteous man, can I, if I ask, can all the righteous people stand up? Or just at least put up your hand. All the righteous people, just put up your hand. If you are righteous, just put up your hand. Okay, I need to see everybody's hands right now. Okay, otherwise we're going to go back to basics, grade 101. This is why you need to be here on Wednesday nights, please. This is why you need to be here on Wednesday nights, so that we can displace this thing that you don't think that you are righteous, and you still think that you are a sinner. A sinner is somebody that's not been saved. If you don't put up your hand, then you're saying, I am not saved and I'm going to hell. A righteous person is somebody that is saved. They're not righteous because they are so goody two-shoe. You know, go to church every Sunday, read my Bible every week. Every night I do my Bible time. That does not make you righteous. That makes you religious. Righteousness bursts out of relationship. So we just got to kill these cows now. And he receives a righteous man. So all the righteous people, just put up your hands quickly. Oh, that looks better. Fantastic. Donkey Jesus. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) And he who receives a righteous man, he who receives you. In the name of a righteous man shall receive the righteous man's reward. You've got something to give. You carry a reward. You have got something to give. You carry a reward reward there's something about you that's not normal that's supernatural there's something about you that comes from the kingdom of god and whoever gives one of these little ones 
only a cup of water in the name of a disciple. Okay, so who is a disciple? Just put up your hand if you're a disciple. If you say you're a disciple, I'm asking, I want to ask you, who's discipling you? All right, praise the Lord. Ne? That's what that means I'll see you on Wednesdays, eh? <laughs> okay. As surely I say to you, you shall by no means lose his reward. So if you receive a prophet, you receive the reward that he has. If you receive a righteous man, you receive the reward. If you, if you receive a disciple, I am a disciple. I'm being discipled by Farney. I'm being discipled by Uncle Angus. I've enrolled myself and said, would you disciple me, please, sir? I need to be discipled. I need to be taught. I need to be corrected. Because that's what discipleship means. Discipleship means a disciplined student who's been taught the right way, the way of the Lord. That's what a disciple means. And then start doing that. No, no, no use. I disciple you and I disciple you and I disciple you and I give all my energy to you and still you can't raise your hands in worship. And still you can't do it. No use. Then you're not a disciple. You're just hearing. You're just hearing. I speak to my sons as well. It's no use you stand here, my boy. My pa is the pastor. I ain't going to get you nowhere. I can't save you. Jesus saves you. You see, and I want to share the heart of God this morning. Each and every one of you have been lied to. The enemy has been lying to you from school, trying to rip out, rip out that there's something special about you. You know how the enemy has been doing it? Through the teaching of evolution. Because evolution says there is no designer. Do you understand that? If there's no designer, then you have got no design. Does that make sense? All right? So if I say you evolved from a, I don't know, monkey or crocodile or a mooba or, well, soup of rocks, from goo to zoo to you, then there's no design to you. There's, and if you don't have any design, then you don't have any purpose. And if you've got no purpose, because purpose conveys the idea of destiny. So if you've got no designer, that means you are just here by mistake, you have no purpose, that means you've got no real destiny, no real reason to live, no real reason to exist. And that says, well, then I don't have to be an ac accountable for the reason, the purpose I exist. I don't have to be accountable. So I can do whatever I want to do. I can carry on. And I can, I don't know, relate as. That's the, that's the catchphrase of the world. Hashtag relate as. 
I think I'm going to put that up. Relate as male. <laughs> you know, you get people, they're, they're adults relating as a baby. And then they live in nappies in a cot. And people actually cater for that. Now, you can be deceived all you want to. But don't expect me to buy into your deception. Okay? If your chromosomes are XY, you are a male. And if it's XX, you're a female. Am I right, Solitaire? Okay? That's done by design. Now, the evolutionist will say, well, you're saying there's a God and we don't believe in a God. I say, well, where did life start? They don't have an answer. They don't. Even the biggest philosophers in evolution right now, if you ask them, they say, well, maybe some life form on some other planet, okay, spawned something on earth. And we all evolved millions and millions and millions and millions of years later. Well, I might not have all the answers, but I can look at the outflow, the end product. The end product of evolution says you've got no value. You mean nothing. You've got no destiny. There's no reason for your existence, the same as a monkey has got no reason or a snake doesn't have a profound reason for existence or well if I believe in a designer creator that designed me for a specific purpose for a specific destiny that adds value to you you and I we carry something you carry a reward inside of you. And it starts off, I want to go to the next verse that we've got on the board. Is it working? All right, so I want you to understand that Jesus, in Genesis, the phrase bringing forth after its own kind is mentioned 10 times. Okay, so what he's saying there, I'm not up there, so I'm going to turn my back here. It says, and God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind, cattle and creeping things, beasts of the earth and all their kind, and it was so. So if you plant a sunflower seed, you're going to get a horse, eh? No, no, you are going to get sunflowers. Its kind brings forth its kind within its design. Ten times Jesus says this. Ten times that it's the kind brings forth its kind. If you're a prophet, what are you going to bring forth? If you're a disciple, what are you going to bring forth? Disciples. All right. If you're a sinner, what are you going to bring forth? Sinners. So Jesus comes to the earth and says, whoa, 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 we've got to interrupt this cycle. We've got to break this thing, get you saved, because saints bring forth saints. Wow, you carry something. You carry, you got something to give. You carry something. And it starts with salvation. It starts with being saved. It starts with 
the fact, and I, I know that I always ask the, 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 the simple question, are you going to heaven if you die right now? That's the simplest way I can ask the question. If somebody's got a more simple way to ask the question, please come and teach me, show me. It starts with salvation. And, and you need to be dead dog sure that you are saved. Fani, my mentor, the guy that disciples me, he says, are you saved? Yes. What scripture are you standing on? What's the scripture that lives in your heart? Not that you were taught in Sunday school or some Bible study class, but lives in your heart that you, that seed, the incorruptible seed that will bring forth incorruptible seed, that you are a child of God. Which one lives in you? If it, if it doesn't, then it's still that old seed. Jesus came to interrupt that because you've got something to give. You have got a reward. You carry a reward. So when people receive you, there will be fruit. You have got something to give. So John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in His Son, Jesus, will not be lost but have everlasting life. Romans 10, verse 8, 9, and 10, If I confess with my mouth and believe with my heart that Jesus is Lord, I will be saved. 1 John 12 to 14 says that you are not born of flesh or the will of man or blood, but by the will of God. And as many as have received him, he's given the right to be called children of God. You see, your purpose is in him. It's in him. And it starts with salvation. It starts with being saved. You see, and here's the thing. I want you to hear the heart of the Lord. I don't want to sound clever this morning. I want you to hear the heart of the Lord. Is that the enemy has been trying to tell people that they are worth nothing. If you're the wrong skin color, you cannot get a job with this company. If you're, you have to be this skin color to do this. You are worth nothing. The enemy's been trying to all the time. You know what? If you don't have this car and you don't live in this neighborhood and you don't have this and you don't live up to that, you are nothing. You mean nothing. The whole indoctrination of evolution has brought us to a place where we say, can the Lord really see me? Does He really hear my voice when I speak? Because in the back of our minds, there's this thing that says, you're nothing. You're nothing. All the argument. Even if you start standing up, you're bigot. You're narrow-minded. you old school. Rather than saying, no, no. I am created in the image of my Father. And my Father designed me specifically the way I look. The way you look. That beautiful blonde hair and that last voice. Maybe that crooked eye, I don't know. (laughs) 
He designed you that way for a specific purpose. And that purpose is not to draw the attention to you because what you carry is not for you. What you carry is for others. What good is all the love in your heart going to do for you? Nothing, unless you start loving others. You want to you have friends? Start being a friend. You want to experience mercy in your life? Start showing mercy. You, you don't want so much content, contentiousness in your life? Stop being so contentious. You see, every time I'm walking in that contentious, I'm planting that seed, I'm going to harvest that seed. Because there's seed time and harvest time, seed time and harvest time. This is not yin-yang that works cyclic. It's linear. What you plant this year, there will be a harvest time next year. But next year you can plant something else. You can actually start planting now something else. You can start speaking life over people, life over your neighbor, life over, you can start speaking life over yourself. You can start forgiving yourself, being merciful towards yourself so you can be merciful towards others. You're planting seed. See, but you carry, unless, now it's stifled down. It's pressed down. It's crunched closed. Why? Because constantly the television and Facebook and everything else is confusing what's going into your mind. I see what Christians post on Facebook and I'm thinking to myself, what are you on about? Have you never read your Bible? You know, if you send this forward, please don't send me those messages ever. Send this to 10 people and you will be blessed. Yeah. My word, it just kills me. Oh, I'm glad we're all in this. You don't send that because it's conditional. I'm blessed because I was created blessed. And God created man and woman and he blessed them. He made them happy to enable them to prosper and to feature. That's, what he, that's part of your creation DNA. But if you don't believe in creation, you say, I'm not blessed. I need to do something to be blessed. I need to earn my blessing. I need to earn my sonship. My son doesn't have to do anything to be my son. He's my son. And he's got the benefits of my house. He just needs to be a bit grateful about it now. <laughs> he doesn't have to earn it. You see, and this brings us to relationship. Because it's all from relationship. God made man in his image to have fellowship with man. That which you carry, that which you carry is in him. So he wants to have relationship. So salvation is the first one. The second step of that relationship is to pray. Now we've got different relationships on the earth. And I'm explaining this to you because I want you to understand that with our relationship with the Lord, we can be in different places. We can be in a place where we are just acquaintances. I one day went to church and I had an experience with the Lord. That's an acquaintance. I met somebody along the line. Huh? Yeah, did you, have you met that? Yeah, I met him once. That's an acquaintance. Might, be, might even be on Facebook. 
A friend on Facebook. All those people on Facebook that are your friends, are they all close friends? No. They, some of them are, you know what? I'm sometimes wondering, who are these people? I've forgotten who they are. <laughs> okay? Because they are acquaintances. Level one of relationship is acquaintance. The next one is friendship. There's a, then, now we can be friends. We can really be friends. We, we at least speak once a month. That's the, then you get friends that you speak with once a week. And then you get friends that you go on lunch once a week. They come to your house. The next level of relationship is family. Where people actually have remotes to your, own, your gate. <laughs> the couple of people in the church, they got remotes to my gate. They just come in. They'll stand a little here. Hello. They haven't caught me in my jocks. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, because we're going closer and closer to one another. And the last level of relationship is Romantic. Husband and wife. That's the closest relationship we can have. And then you speak to people that have been married 30 and 40 and 50 years and they finish each other's sentences and they start actually look like each other. Have you seen that? <laughs> have you seen that? Because that's the closest. They become closer and closer and closer together. Now, Jesus talks the same language. He says in Song of Solomon's, I want to, the king leers you into his chambers. He says in Matthew to those people that don't know him, he says, get away from me. I never gnoscoed you. I don't have an intimate knowledge of who you are. You see, that's relational, walking closer, because you've got something to give. And I'm going to get to a point. You're going to love this. I'm actually very excited. Okay. So how do I progress through this? How do I go from just an acquaintance where one day I prayed a prayer? Yo, just close that door for us, buddy. Clo I prayed a prayer. I experienced the work of the Holy Spirit in my heart. But I'm not, I'm not intimate with the Lord. How do I go from there to there? Prayer. And I found that many people don't know how to pray. So, if you put up your left hand thumb and you go like this, just, just do that. Everybody, just, just go operate with me. I know it's very stupid. Just, if I show you this, what does it mean? What does it mean? Well done. Well done. Okay, well done. How's about telling the Lord, well done? This is how you start praying. You start praising God. Tell Him, well done. You start praising. Tell Him, Lord, look at the creation. Wow. Some of you need to get to the place where you start thanking God for you. Thank you for me, Lord. Thank you for the way you made me. And you will see heaviness lift off you. You'll see how it just comes off you. So start, I'll leave it if it doesn't want to. It's fine. Start saying to the Lord, well done. I love what you've made. Look at the flowers. Look at you know, the trees. Don't worship the trees now. Okay. Don't go down that. Don't worship the ocean. It's not God. 
I want you to understand that there's a teaching in the world right now that everything is God and God is everything. No. That says there's no creator. There's a creator standing outside of creation that made creation. And we can thank him for his creation. We can thank him for the life we have. We can tell him, well done. The next thing is this finger. So who likes to be pointed? Who likes to be pointed? No one. Point is so. In your prayer, what did I do wrong this week? What's my sin? Father, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, somebody spoke to me this week. I really appreciate it. He was driving with me and some kokololi drove. He almost took us out. So I got on my horn and I was leaning on my horn. For the best part of a minute. Uh, maybe I'm exaggerating half a minute. <laughs> nah. And he said to me, what are you bringing forth? Your son's going to do the same. Nah. You, be a little bit, you want him to be a little bit better than you. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for being that bad example. Forgive me for being that guy. I'm sorry. I don't want to be that guy. Does that make sense? What did I do wrong? The next thing is the longest finger. This is the thank you. The thank you finger. It's the thing that you need to do the most. Thank the Lord. Thank Him for your food. Thank Him for your house. You got some clothes you got on. You got some clothes. Because I can take you to town now and these people don't have clothes. That's not manipulation. That's just be thankful for it. Thankful that you got clothes. Thank you you got a bed to sleep in because there's people sleeping in the street. Thank you you got a blanket to sleep under because other people are sleeping under boxes. Thank him for food because some people are here and they're hungry and they haven't eaten yet. The next thing is the commitment finger. That's your ring finger. Pray for your loved ones. It's easy. Pray for your loved ones. What do you pray? Lord, thank you for my wife. Thank you that you're protecting her. I pray health over her. I bless her with health. I bless her with prosperity. I bless her with a calmness and spirit. Lord, I bless her with your strength. I bless her that she might know the height and the depth and the width and the length of your love for her. That she might know who she is. Lastly, you pray for yourself. Because he will be first, shall be last. He will be last, shall be first. You pray for yourself. Why do you pray? Lord, I want to see your glory. I want to see you. I want to see who you are. I want to know you. You see, this is now I'm opening the door to move into intimacy. And we go to Abraham in Exodus 34, verse 29 and 30. And it says, Yeah, that's not the right one. Exodus 34, verse 29. And it came to pass, when Moses came down from the Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand, when he came down from the Mount, that Moses knew not that the skin on his face shone by reason of his, look there, the word there, speaking with him. Why did his face shine? Because God spoke to him. You see, when I've done these five things, now it's time to be quiet and allow the Lord to speak to me. It sounds arrogant, allow the Lord to speak. Just 
allow. Just become quiet. And allow the Lord. Let the Lord speak to you because you've got something to give. And it says, if you go on to the next verse there, and when Aaron and the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. Why? Because of the glory of God that's on him. The glory of God on you. God wants you to walk in his glory. Do you get that? So that you don't have to worry what your friend thinks about you. That you know that my father loves me. My father, your father loves you. And you don't have to live up to anybody's expectation because you carry something. You've got a purpose. This is good. Hmm? This is good. It's good for me. I need to know this. I need to know that every now and then when I look in the mirror, to tell that guy in the mirror, listen, I don't need to live up to your expectations. My father is satisfied. I spend time with him. He speaks to me. His glory comes upon me. You and I, that includes us. I'm talking about us now. You see, in Acts 19.12, so much so, the glory of God is on Paul that he prays over handkerchiefs. And those hankies get put on sick people and they get healed. You see, you've got something to give, you carry a reward. You've got something to give, you carry a reward. If they don't receive you, they don't receive him who sent you. That's not your worry. All your worry is relationship. I'm going to press in. I'm going to carry the glory of God. I've got something to carry. In Acts 5, verse 15 and 16, and the sick people were lined up so that just Peter's shadow might fall on them. And they all get healed. Why? Is there something special about Peter? Is there something special about Paul? Is there something special about Moses? God is not a respecter of man. God is not a respecter of man. He doesn't make an exception. Say, you are better than you. He doesn't do that. He's a good father. He created you with purpose. He designed you. It's in him. It's in him. I'm going to say this again. I've said it before. When you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? No, please be honest. You pick up your cell phone. Praise the Lord. Pick up your cell phone, open your Bible app and read your Bible. Don't check your Facebook first. You see, when you wake up in the morning, you have a whole night of reset. Your brain has processed stuff. You've dreamt. You've filed everything. You're an open canvas. Remember now, you will bring forth after your own kind. Now you put what seed in? Some nana putting some negative thing on Facebook about some company. And your whole day brings that forth. Or you look at the score of the soccer that was late. You never watch it and your team lost. 
And that seed is right in there. You open your word and you hear your father say, I love you. What's coming forth the whole day? Love, mercy. Now he's drawing you closer and something about the glory of God comes on you. And now you go to a world out there and you go as a prophet or as a righteous man or as a disciple and you have got something to give and it's a weighty thing it's not light it's a heavy thing because the glory of God the word glory means weighty to have weight to have substance it's not the scale okay Oh, I've got 120 glory today. <laughs> no, no, I've got the presence of God. The heart of the Lord I want to share with you this morning is that you have got a purpose. You're not here by accident. You carry something. You truly do carry something. That's why Jesus speaks to his disciples and he says, if they receive you because you are my disciple because we are in an intimate relationship they receive me and if they receive me they because my father and I we are one they receive him and you can break yokes just by being there you don't have to do anything just push into the Lord cultivate the relationship invest time with your father don't spend time with him invest time because every second you read your bible every second you pray every second you become quiet say lord speak to me is an investment it's not something spent it's an investment can i ask you to close your eyes everybody you know, the Afrikaans that always say, Alle oge toe en hoofdige buig, every head bound, all eyes closed. So I don't want you to look around. I, I want you to just for one second this morning. Where you see the... To really check in on where you are at. Are you just an acquaintance of Jesus this morning? Maybe you've never met him even. Or have you spent enough time and come to a place where you know the heart of the Father because you've been intimate with him? He's, he wants you to be in that place. Now to... We're going to pray together as we always do. Every Sunday we do it. And for those people that think, yeah, well, I have prayed it. Why must I pray it again? I pray it again. Every week I must recommit. That doesn't make my commitment from last week bad. I just reiterate it. Just reiterate the fact that I believe that Jesus died and rose for me. And we're going to pray that together if you want to. And it's very easy. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you this morning. Lord, and I have broken your moral law. 
And because of that, Lord, I deserve to die. I come to you, Jesus. And I thank you, Father, for dying for me. Dying in my place. Taking my sin upon you. And defeating death. Because you rose again. And you are alive. I receive you. Today, the 30th of October. As my Lord and Savior. Thank you. For saving me right now. For writing my name in the book of life. For giving me the right to be called child of God. In Jesus name. If you've prayed that for the first time today. Every head bow. All the eyes closed. If you've prayed that for the first time today. Would you please just look at me. Just look at me. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Father, we thank you so much. The Word of God says when, when somebody gets saved, heaven has a party. There's a celebration going on. We've got a quadruple party happening in heaven this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that you you move us from strangers to acquaintance to lovers. Would you open your hands? And I just want to bless you this morning as we go out. Just open your hands and receive the blessing of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come and bless your children with the intimacy of the Holy Spirit. I bless them with a discipline, Lord, to seek your face and an unquenchable hunger after your righteousness. I bless them this morning with the choice of your blessings resting upon them. I bless them this morning, Lord, with the knowledge that they carry something, that they have a reward with them. Jesus mighty name. And everybody said Amen. Amen. Come us gaan drink coffee. My heart for you in the goodness of your presence. Your grace forever shining like a beacon in the night. Oh yeah, just one